We started this time last year. I know. And we only went for like a couple months. We're like, here's five episodes, and then we were like, and then we dipped. The off summer, the, f- the summer fucked us up. We tried to record in the summer, but that doing it on did Zoom. I don't know how like normal podcasters like go on Zoom I with their know. co-hosts and just like be okay with that. Yeah, it was it was really off. Yeah, not and it. Now we're back. Um, yeah, back by popular demand. Because <laughs> people actually listen now that we have posters of our campus. Yeah. <laughs> Popular demand. Also, yeah, we wanted to do it. Popular demand we by us. By us, especially. Especially by us. Yeah. The people would have survived if we hadn't. <laughs> they would for- they would have forgotten about us by now. <laughs> Instantly <It's> forgotten. <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> okay, well, I think we got, we're trying to be more creative this season. I think, I mean, I think season this time around <laughs> i don't know sure. is it a season two <laughs> maybe it is okay um we're trying to be more creative i think with our ideas i mean i think last time we we had some good ones like starting off like some good base level ones mm-hmm. that were iconic i think we're 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 branching out we're gonna do some different stuff it's gonna be fun we're gonna try to do less people like covering people's entire lives and more uh getting it just talking about specific books and movies and yeah artifacts of pop culture i guess yes so get ready get ready this episode we're discussing conspiracy theories (laughs) (laughs) the question theories i mean because is it is it real or is it not (laughs) (laughs) okay okay so my conspiracy theory theories are the many theories connected to the Denver International Airport. Yes. So if you're from Denver or you've come here before, or even if you haven't, you might know about this because... Well, it's weird because well, I'm from Denver. I mean, I was born in Denver. I've been raised in Colorado my whole life. And I've heard about the theories, but not like I don't really know exactly what they are. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, you always hear some shit about... All I know about is the horse. Yes. Uh, and I know the backstory to that That's one. my That's favorite the only one. one I know. And then like there's some other shit that I kind of know about, but not in depth well i'm so excited because i'm not from colorado but i definitely knew about this a little bit but yeah i didn't know it in depth yeah and now i go to dia a lot (laughs) dia since it opened in 1995 has been a magnet for conspiracy theories and myths and uh it replaced the old stapleton international airport the reason why there's so many of these theories um is mainly based on strange decorations murals architecture construction problems things like that we're gonna get into it we're gonna break it down um but here's some background um the construction of the airport in the early 90s faced a lot of initial problems and setbacks like construction went way over budget there were some design problems and some people theorists contribute this to um a belief that it was built on ancient Native American burial ground. But no Native American organizations ever claim this to be true, and there's evidence to it being a hunting ground, but not. But there's no evidence of human remains. 
so that's also just sort of a theory that people have people just always want to say shit like that they're like the native burial ground i exactly so theory number one secret societies yeah so here's a theory the freemasons a centuries-old fraternal society dating back to the stonemasons in the 14th century um if you know that if you know you know um my father listening he's like i know (laughs) he knows can't shut the fuck up about the freemasons so the theory is that they've controlled the airport since it opened and and or the airport also has ties to the new world order which is another secret society of powerful fascist elites who wield power over international affairs yeah so they think that there's like a connection there between the freemasons and the new world order and that they both have ties to the airport um why you may wonder there's a dedication plaque at the airport's airport's south entrance that has a time capsule that's supposed to be opened in 2094 because it was put there in 1994 and it's just filled with like denver memorabilia like there's a baseball from coors field and just like you know shit like that um one of there was like the mayor's converse like the mayor at the time like his shoes and i was like jeremy who would want this in a hundred (laughs) years jeremy hefner do you (laughs) yeah (laughs) what the fuck um but anyway people think like well on the on the plaque there's a symbol there's the freemason symbol what Mm -hmm. no way yep and what does it look like uh i don't i think it's like a v kind of shape and there's a g in the middle but you might want to look at it Dude, no way that's on there. Okay, well, let me explain. Okay, okay. So there's there's a symbol of the Freemasons, and there's also a dedication on there to something called the New World Airport Commission. What the fuck? And also there's like a braille tablet above the dedication stone that people think is a key code that will open the time capsule and reveal secrets that like the Freemasons or the New World Order are hiding in there. Like they're hiding some secret oh, shit. Oh, yeah, they capsule. are hiding in there. They're like sitting there. <laughs> They're like, we're waiting for you. Like a 14th century stonemason is like perched in there. He's like <laughs> encased in like, I don't even know. What's that when they like take like bugs and they put it in that like ember? In that encased stuff. in ember? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. He's been in there for 600 years. Okay, the reality. I Also, I, I am going to be debunking most of these because the airport has debunked most of these. And you're going to see... They're pretty silly. They're pretty ridiculous. Yeah, that's, like, a lot. And most of them, like, you can just debunk with, like, basic knowledge. Yes. Once you actually go deeper into it, because on the surface you're like, ooh, that's mysterious. And then you literally just do one more step of research, (laughs) and you're like, oh, okay, it's perfectly explainable. Because people are so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) So be prepared for that. Um, Okay, here's the reality. So the New World Airport Commission has nothing to do with the New World Order, it was a temporary commission created to arrange the airport's opening ceremonies. The reason why the symbol of the Freemasons is on there is because local Masonic lodges in Colorado laid the stone. Local Masonic lodges? What the fuck is that? Like Freemasons. Oh, just like in actual yeah. masonry. Actual. Yeah. Okay. That's it. <laughs> It actually has nothing okay. like actual, like actual stone. Yeah, not just not not like the whole secret <laughs> oh society. Oh my god! It's just people who make stone. That's so dumb. In Colorado, <laughs> damn it. The stone. I was like, dude, yeah. Why is the symbol on there? I thought that too. And you're like, yeah, it's because people made it. <laughs> <laughs> so it has nothing to do allegedly 
Well, it has nothing to do with the secret. <laughs> <laughs> and what if the do we airport know? is trying to cover something up. Exactly. Hmm. You know, I won't com- confirm or deny anything, you know. You She's know. just here to I'm get just, the facts. I'm just delivering you the information. Do with it what you will. Period. Okay. But that's the explanation for that. Theory number two. Down. underground tunnels oh this one is the one i knew a little bit about. oh yeah okay i love shit like this i know right okay so the theory is well this is true there are underground tunnels throughout the whole airport that makes me want to break into them <laughs> <laughs> i knew you would say that <laughs> i want to go in there so bad <laughs> okay well actually most people just work down there there's like tons of like work and office spaces down there catch people, me like, working at the airport <laughs> just I mean, to go you in probably the make some good money to be honest <laughs> so it's basically just like an underground baggage transport system people think that there's secret bunkers under there because this came out of the claim that contractors who originally were working on the airport report- reportedly saw evidence of bunker entrances and unexplained underground tunnels what and so, okay, that makes sense that there's tunnels, because, like, bags and, like, yes. you know, the I'm airport pretty sure is that's for a the transporting, thing. and you have, I bet most airports have I, that. I think, I think that's true. Um, but th- that's what's weird, is the contractors were like, it looks like there's, supposedly they said this, it looks like there's entrances to other tunnels and other secret things. Like, some believe there's a tunnel that goes all the way to the North American Aerospace Defense Command, which is located in Colorado Springs, called yeah. NORAD. And they think, uh, w- and that operates as, like, an escape route to, like, survival bunkers. So they're like, <gasps> so people mm. also connect this with um, the New World Order. And they think that these secret bunkers and tunnels are basically, like, places for billionaires and, like, global political elite to go in the event of an apocalypse. What the fuck? <laughs> That's one of the theories about what they do in those tunnels. And then another theory is that... There's no hard evidence for that, of course, but people are like, oh my god, what do they use them for? Apocalypse? Why There's in a lot Denver? of apocalypse stuff. Like, why in Denver? They're like, yeah, let's get, know. who the fuck would be here to hide in those bunkers? I have no idea. They're like, fly them out to Denver. Yeah, what? I guess maybe because there are, like, It's like low-key. Like, you're not going to hide maybe. them, like, somewhere in New York right. or something. And it's like, DC. there's if there is like, a connection to Colorado Springs, which has, like, a big military. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's, like, strangely weird. Like, you'll be just driving in Springs, and you're like, what is that? And you're like, yeah, that's, like, a giant, like military base but then you'd think that they would just have them go straight to colorado springs not denver because denver is a big city biggest city yeah it doesn't make sense (laughs) (laughs) okay so the second one about these tunnels is that so a a contractor who like worked on the tunnels early on or whatever one of the early contractors he drew an alien on the wall in one of the tunnels just for shits and gigs he's like i really appreciate people up in the future Um, so obviously, yeah, it fueled rumors that maybe aliens are lurking down there. There's also a theory that lizard people are lurking down I've heard there. That. Um, and actually, the airport workers have been known to fuck with the media. And like when the media <laughs> has tours sometimes down there, the airport personnel will like wear lizard masks. Oh my god, that's funny. And though. I was like, that okay, maybe is I so do want to work at the airport. I know. Kind <laughs> of just a cool. bunch of tricksters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that you'll see, and I will explain this later. But the airport definitely feeds into these theories. I love that they've kind of started using it as a marketing tool because they've tried debunking it so many times, but people just don't care. They continue yeah. to speculate, so they started like marketing off of it. So as they should Slay. get that shit in the gift shop. True. They should have a dia gift shop do they have one i don't i don't know dude 
Well, they have all kinds of little like Little lizard men dressed in airport I attire. I would want that. Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> People would like profit off of this. Oh, I, would want, I want a little Lucifer horse. Also, another reason why people think it might be aliens is because the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh my god, yes. Um, by Steven Spielberg. Um, in that the aliens give humans a series of coordinates and supposedly it takes you to DIA. But actually, what? It takes you 51 miles northwest of DIA to like a random small town. So, and also it's a fictional movie. Wait, that's crazy like, guys, that people please. would track that down. Spielberg's like, the fuck? I picked random ass coordinates. He, he, just picked random shit. Yeah. It's a fictional movie. And people are like, <gasps> it's an alien people hub. People read into anything. I think people, I think there's probably something psychological. We should get, like, Emma should have been on this, like, psychology major to, like, help <laughs> us. But I bet there's, like, a thing that, like, any kind of pattern you see, you're just immediately going to connect, even if they're, like, not related. You exactly. Know? Like, oh, this is kind of like this. So they must, they must be, related. be related somehow. They must, like, go hand in hand. It's like, eh, no, most right. of the time, it's just a coincidence. Exactly. But people are going to believe what they're going to believe facts factors so let's get into the third theory this is my favorite this one's a bit long it has like multiple parts to it but um cursed artwork in general Mm. so i'm going to first talk about a series of murals in the airport um the artist leo tanguma he has a he has three paneled murals um titled children of the world dream of peace and they do depict some disturbing imagery of like the horrors of war, like yeah. disasters brought on by climate change, things like that. So theorists look at them and they're like, that's disturbing. And <laughs> <laughs> so they think it's like, of course, they're drawing, you know, connections. So they're like, <gasps> it must be evidence of the airport's evil agenda. And they're like foretelling a, faci- a fascist future wherein the New World Order or the Illuminati or the reptile people, whatever you want to put in there, you know, whatever they believe. Yeah. Um, fill, the, fill the blank. Right. <clears throat> have wiped out most of the population and rule over the world. In the reality, if you just look at the full mural, the last panel in the mural shows a utopian scene of hope and optimism. So there's like people of all different ethnicities and language are like hugging under a big rainbow. And so if you just understand it all together, it's it represents humanity like moving past its atrocities like war and environmental destruction and embracing a future of prosperity and equality and hope like just look at it just fucking open your eyes oh my god so another piece of artwork people believe are cursed and i love these guys there's two (laughs) gargoyles sitting in open suitcases in baggage claim yeah i've never seen that they're so funny what i need to see this and called collectively they're called notre denver after the gargoyles um in the notre dame cathedral in paris oh my god which i was like oh that's that's so cute and you can see like i looked at a picture comparing the two and they definitely modeled it after the notre dame um gargoyles gargoyles are historically said to protect visitors from evil spirits and they've also been used as pieces of religious architecture for centuries um but of course theorists have to switch it around and they think that they're actually like harbingers of evil or something and they're like bringing you bad luck which with your luggage or whatever the hell um (laughs) but the artist terry allen came out and said he put them in baggage claim to ensure your baggage arrives safely oh that's so cute i know also to see those little critters i know they're adorable (laughs) also according to dia um there's a talking one named greg and I was like, what? Please. Does he actually Name speak? Greg? 
because I don't I why is his name that. Greg I don't know there was like a little side aside at the end of what I was reading from like a DIA graphic about all the theories and it was like don't forget to say hi to the talking gargoyle Greg and I'm like who's why is he <laughs> he's Greg? just an airport worker <laughs> and they're like that's Greg you're like that's a normal man but my favorite theory related to artwork is Blucifer. Yeah, this is one bitch. of the most well-known ones. I think that's why I'm scared of horses, actually. Because I sense. was actually, like, we'd go to pick up my grandma or whoever from, like, the airport, and it was always late at night. I guess, like, international flights. Because mm-hmm. coming from Germany, I don't know, she'd pick, like, weird-ass flights, and it'd always be at night. And it's scary at night. Like, that would freak me out. My dad would be like, look at it, look at the horse. And I'm like, oh, It is, like, it is a strange thing Like, it have. scared me. Like, as we passed it, I would always be like, like so scared it is an unusual sculpture to have in an airport like that's one of the reasons it stands out because it is like it's confusing and it feels random it's like plopped there and you're like okay yeah (laughs) it's very random but once again once you sort of learn the backstory of it it makes sense why it's there but i do think it it is very ominous and scary looking it's huge Mm -hmm. so if you've ever had the pleasure of rolling up to dia (laughs) it's really hard to miss a 32 foot tall blue horse sculpture with red, red glowing eyes. eyes and a huge way too overly detailed phallus <laughs> literally like it's really detailed. literally like dude why you gotta have it up on its hind legs yeah because like, you on his really want to show that he's pee-pee. rearing up his big old phallus is out and his eyes are red <laughs> and it's a very visceral intense thing to see when you're about to go to the airport. I like how you're calling it his phallus. <laughs> okay. So, actually, it's, its official name is Mustang because it's a Mustang horse. Okay. Which I was like, I thought it was going to be a Bronco because, like, Broncos, also it's blue. Yeah. So, Maybe I was like, Broncos. what? Okay, but anyway. This guy did not give Mustang. a fuck about sports, I guess. <laughs> he did not get the message. <laughs> um, but most Denverites, Denverites, <laughs> call Me. him... Lucifer because he looks demonic here's where it gets interesting and you know this so after working kind of sad Loki it it is actually a sad story after working on this on the sculpture for more than a decade yeah the sculptor Luis Jimenez he part of the sculpture fell on him severed an artery in his leg which led to his death. Yeah. Killed him. Yeah. Wasn't he making it for his dad, too? Like, it was in, like, dedication to yes. his dad? Yes. It's That's actually sad. really sad. So, the the reason why the eyes are red, people believe they're like, ooh, it's a bad omen. Like, it's a reference to the four horsemen of the apocalypse. That's why he has, like, <laughs> demonic glowing red eyes. I mean, okay, kind of a cool connection when you think about, like, bunkers and shit like that. Like, yes. you can see, like, the connection. Oh, like, for that's sure. kind of That's kind of sick, but, like, obviously not believable. Yeah, so the, the actual reason why they have, why he, <laughs> he, <laughs> he has red eyes horse. is a tribute to Jimenez's father who operated a neon sign shop yes so they're like that's why they're like neon red so it's like a tribute to his dad Mm. um also the sculptor said that the it's meant to honor the wild spirit of the west and that's why it looks so like wild and like it's the wild west boys yes (laughs) thank you for that (laughs) if lucifer could talk (laughs) welcome to the wild well it doesn't make sense because you're leaving the wild west no, you can... Oh, not necessarily. No, because it's you're usually right. when you're going to arrivals or departures. Okay, true. Because it's the same way. True. 
yeah yeah um also the blue color the reason it's blue is because it's inspired by murals by iconic mexican artists like diego rivera so oh. there's an explanation an explanation behind each part of it makes sense you makes know sense. what i mean um but Wait, yeah so why'd they put it by the airport though um <laughs> <laughs> like this could have gone anywhere you know <laughs> like you know the giant blue bear right there's a thing with blue in denver there's a lot of blue things i think it just matches like the sky the mountains yeah like it's this blue and orange baby yeah it's just aesthetically but like what you could have put that anywhere and you're like dia i don't know yeah i guess it, wild west yeah wild like west it's like welcome but it's it is I will admit, it's, like, a weird welcome. It's unnerving. Almost <laughs> everyone who sees it is unnerved. It's, yeah. like... <laughs> Especially when I'm leaving. Like, I'm about to go on a flying metal tube. Yeah. Thousands of feet in the air. Like, I don't really want to see that. A terrifying horse. But <laughs> I think it's supposed to be a good omen, you know? Yeah. It seems like a bad omen, It's but. It's, like, creepy just enough for me to be, like, okay. Right. I respect this. The fourth and final theory. This one is a little bit more intense. Just a warning, but... Just Good like segue into my yes, stuff. <laughs> but it's still not. Uh, it's still very debunkable. So people think that DIA has Nazi connections, which oh, also fuck. connects to the fascist New World Order things. There's a lot of New World Order bullshit. So you say New World Order, and I'm just thinking New Order, and now I just want to like yeah So the reason why people think that there's like Nazi connections is the runways at DIA supposedly are arranged to form a swastika oh i have heard that yes however if you actually look at it okay there's a slight resemblance to it but you really have to you have to selectively selectively ignore some parts of the pattern and it's a wonky swastika at best <laughs> you like, said they fucked it up it's that's not what they a perfect swastika yeah it's very wonky so also it's like that doesn't make any sense like the whole purpose of the airport is like to have the runways going in the direction of where you need to be like exactly. how would they be able to make it into a specific shape because you, it just doesn't Yes, no. if you actually think logically about it, it doesn't make any sense. And actually having various runways designed in this sort of pinwheel pattern makes it easier for multiple runways to be used at once and minimizes the chance of having to shut down all runways during inclement weather. So that's why it's arranged like that. Idiots. <laughs> um, yes, and those are just also fueled by these are these already existing theories about um, like the New World Order, which it's, is a fascist thing. So it's just a domino effect of people being like, "Oh, I have this one like fallacy of an idea," and then it's just like, "Oh, this could be this, this and this, blah, blah, blah. And this, and this connects, and this connects." It's exactly. just like the affirming, and it's like, "Dude, slippery slope. Read a fucking book. Yeah, literally just go online <laughs> literally, for a few minutes. Yeah, read a fucking article for once. So, at the end of the day, most of these are just internet-fueled, silly, easily debunkable if you actually look into them. No matter how many <laughs> times the airport has debunked these rumors, people still believe them, whatever. Um, so, the airport has started having fun with them and using them as a marketing tool, which I'm like, respect. And considering it's the U.S.'s sixth busiest airport, you might as well. Six busiest? Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair. It's a busy airport, yeah. so, like, you it's might as well market big. off this shit. Yeah. Um, so... In 2016, DIA offered a museum-style tour of the most notable theories in honor of October as Conspiracy Month. And there was even a conspiracy-themed costume party? What? Where was my invite? Yeah, what the fuck? I love a costume party. Disregard the fact that I was 14 and I was living in another state, but... Wait, 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 wait. I was here and I was 14. The fuck? Why wasn't my dad taking me to this? A costume party. Come on. My dad is, like, the conspiracy theorist. And that's why I think DIA is cool, because it's, like what 
I mean, what other airport has this? Exactly. You, I think it's cool that they're starting Slay. to market off of it. Yeah. Also, they've started doing, like, funny ads that feed into the theory. So, one of them shows, like, Blucifer with the tagline, Are we creating the world's greatest airport or preparing for the end of the world? Oh, my God. That's Slay. so good. <laughs> so, Slay. I just love Yay. the, like, self-awareness of yeah. yeah. I love when, like, a company – that's why I love Twitter because, like, companies will always, like – the real ones will like play into jokes and stuff and they'll like tweet funny shit and i'm like yeah that's how i know like i can trust you you know you're like "Mm." exactly yeah no yours is good i like that it was fun yes some insight and we're waiting for our invite to the costume party so yeah if you guys if anybody from dia is listening to this (laughs) give us a call we're gonna like email them my number is like please Mine's a little different. Of course, it's music related. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll try to steer away from it, but if it applies, I'm talking music. You know what I'm saying? You know what Classic. I'm, saying? I'm also wearing my Biggie Small shirt today. I got this at um, a TJ Maxx. Anyways, I'm talking about the death conspiracy theories with the Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac Shakur. So, if you don't know, a little background info: um, Biggie Smalls, Notorious B.I.G. What else is he called? Biggie. Big, just simply Biggie. Big. Big boy. No. <laughs> Actually, he was never called that. Um, he was born Christopher Wallace on May 21st, 1972. He was an East Coast rapper, popular in the 90s, born in Brooklyn, where he was active in the local rap scene. Um, and then he released his debut album, Ready to Die, in 1994. Tupac Shakur, on the other hand, was born Lassane Parrish Crooks on June 16th, 1971. So they were, like, pretty close in age. And they were both born... Well, May, June, they're both Geminis. Uh-huh. Brothers in astrology. So, but he was renamed Tupac Amaru Shakur um, when he was one. So that wow. is like his actual name. Okay. He was a West Coast rapper in the 90s, despite being born in Manhattan and living in Baltimore, um, basically until like from the time he was in eighth grade until 1984. So he was born, born and raised East Coast, but then moved in mid teen midlife for him to the west to the west coast and just kind of claimed that as his territory okay a very important note is that both his parents were active members in the black panther party Uh aha yeah so that gives light to a lot of his like poeticism and a lot of his like whatever subject matter yeah Yeah. yes subject matter so a little background if you don't know there's kind of this whole thing between east coast west coast rappers and all that so there's kind of this big there's always been this like big rivalry between them mm-hmm. as like a thing in the 90s so tupac and biggie were like pretty close in age and making music at the same time but actually did become friends in the early 90s um but when biggie released his song ready to die many people interpreted the song or when he released his album ready to die a lot of the people interpreted the song who shot ya as a diss track to tupac because he was shot like two months before the release of that song But also, like, both of them were involved in, like, communities where, like, you know, gang-related activity was, like, at an all-time high. Like, they were, like, surrounded by that. So, like, it literally could be anything. But it's, like, you know when you have, like, crazy fan bases, like, pushing stuff. Mm -hmm. People are, like, just up in arms about whatever. So, a lot of people believe that. And Tupac actually fed into it because in 1996, but rappers do this all the time. Like, 
dissing each other, shit like that. Right. So in 1996, Tupac releases the song Hit Him Up, where he alludes to sleeping with Faith Evans, which is Biggie's wife at the time. But yeah, so like this kind of like East Coast, West Coast rivalry was kind of pushed through the media. And I think it was just kind of like a marketing tool, too, of like, which side are you on? You know, there's yeah. always that, like, which side are you? East Coast, you West Coast? And like, who's your, like, you know, who's your true fan base? And especially like with the labels, I think it was a huge marketing thing for them. It was like, you know, this is our label and our territory. Like, if you're mm-hmm. with us, you're with us. And if not, you know. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of like a marketing tactic, I think. And then to have, like, two really huge rappers be, like, representatives of that. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, through and through. I mean, like, Snoop was West Coast. You know, Puff mm-hmm. Daddy was East Coast. You still had, like, tons of other huge rappers. Snoop. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about my dream about meeting Snoop Dogg? No. Should I tell it on the pod? <laughs> yes. Okay, I had a dream. This also relates to the airport. I had a dream we went to pick up my grandma at DIA. Okay. But she came in on, like, a private jet. <laughs> and we were like, okay, grandma, like, you got money now? <laughs> and she gets off the, like, in, like, you know, the stairs, and she comes off, and she's like, Shatsi, I have a gift for you. <laughs> like, it's me and my brother, and we're like, okay, grandma. Like, you know, like, we think she's going to give us candy like she does every year. She's like, no, I have a big gift for you, Shatsi. And she goes <laughs> back on the plane, and then Snoop Dogg comes back <laughs> out, and we're like... Losing our minds, like Snoop Dogg. I'm like, Grandma, how'd you get Snoop Dogg here? And yeah, that is such a good dream. Into the nitty gritty. So, we're gonna talk about the deaths of both of these big artists and then the conspiracy theories surrounding them. So, Tupac was shot on the evening of September 7th, 1996. He he and the CEO of Death Row Records at the time, Suge Knight, were having a fun little night out on the town. Um, they were in Vegas. Um, and they went to a Mike Tyson fight at the MGM Grand. And then they just decided, we're in Vegas, bitches. Let's hit the casinos after. They pull up. Um, <laughs> in the lobby, though, they had a run-in with an alleged Crips member, which is a popular gang mm-hmm. in so- Southern California. I think still to this day, they're doing their thing. I don't know anything <laughs> about gangs. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're, um, doing yep, they're doing their thing. <laughs> um, and a fight broke out. Um, but it was, like, broken up by some guys who, like, some security in the lobby. So, I mean, if it was on the streets, who knows? So, Tupac and Biggie, did they, they were not part of gangs at all. They just had, they just were from Mm -hmm. communities that... I know more about Biggie than I know about Tupac, just because recently I, like, watched some documentaries about him. I don't know why I, like, went down a rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. But he, I don't think was, he knew a lot of gang members because he sold drugs for, like, most of his life like growing mm-hmm. up like on the streets in manhattan like he was selling he was just selling drugs like he would go on a street corner he raps about it all the time like right that he would sell drugs like was doing that even like up to his like point of like fame okay and then like he died soon after but he was like selling drugs and so i'm sure that tupac like they have connections obviously it's right. like interrelated so i don't know if you if they were like ever like in a gang or, like specifically affiliated with it but mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure that they knew a good amount of people in gangs right so later that night as Shakur and Knight were driving, a white Cadillac pulled up next to them, and a gunman fired 24 shots at their car. The shooter was unidentified, and Tupac was hit four times. He was taken to a nearby hospital and kept alive for six days. When on September 13, 1996, his mom decided to stop treatment. So his official cause of death was cardiac arrest, obviously, because they pulled the plug. Damn. Um, but he was shot. Yeah. So six months later, this is so weird, they were born, like, what? not even a year apart, around mm-hmm. the same time, and then die six months apart. Yeah. So, Biggie was shot and killed in Los Angeles, which is weird because 
both of them died in places that weren't their like home stomping mm. ground um because it seems a little suspicious because in those kind of areas there's going to be people looking out for them more so than if they're in an unfamiliar place True. especially biggie being in la which is like oh, yeah. the enemy territory, enemy territory in this world so he dies on march 9th 1997 um he was in in la attending the soul train awards um and this is from history channel's website it says christopher wallace aka biggie smalls aka aka notorious big why they got to do that just give him one name anyways <laughs> is shot to death at stoplights in los angeles the murder was thought to be a culmination of an ongoing feud between rap music artists from the east and west coast just six months earlier rapper tupac shakur was killed when he was shot while in his car blah blah blah, blah. um ironically wallace's death came only weeks before his new album titled life after death was scheduled to be released Ooh. it sounds like i mean but his other album was called ready to die and that right. was released you know a couple like what a year two before so wait so biggie was also shot in his car or was he yeah. walking okay so they're both shot in their cars yeah mm. but it's so yeah it's crazy they were both killed in just a drive-by but it's probably like the easiest right. way if you're trying to true kill someone is like yeah and then you just speed off you're, you're gone yeah tinted windows yeah mask on cover up your license plate i don't know i'm not got, saying i've done it no got plans? <laughs> you got any plans no um everyone would notice my car, car. <laughs> yeah like stickers all over like no toyota corolla <laughs> you see a toyota corolla with a green ass tricky worm in the mirror you're like who could that be janky white toyota corolla from like 2004 2002 oh i'm sorry Hey. Don't just his name is Best calvin year. though after snoop dogg okay <laughs> i love that name calvin. basically it's never been solved neither both of of, neither of their deaths have been solved they're wow. like yeah two random you know people driving by whatever whatever so yeah it's just kind of been a long-term thing which is of course why there's so many conspiracy theories around it like why the fuck have these not been yeah. solved but to think about it in a realistic way there are so many like factors playing out you know mm-hmm. and i guess in a drive-by it would be super hard to be like if you don't know the license plate if you don't know the car doesn't have a license plate it's not registered how are you gonna know to this day like i said no one knows who killed either biggie or tupac but there's some theories let's get into it yeah. you know that <laughs> you know that horn sound that like a meme sounds yeah. like <laughs> that's what just came into my head okay um okay i tried to like do these in like level of like what is the most like insane of them like least insane to most insane but i don't think it really worked out like that so anyways um the first one is that of course biggie and other east coast rappers were involved in tupac's death and vice versa Mm. so from a rolling stone article i got this quote it said the media was quick to jump on a different narrative that placed the blame on shakir's former friend and east coast rival notorious big why is notorious so hard for me to say Biggie. The pair had come up together in the early 1990s with Shakur even acting as Biggie's mentor of sorts. Things eventually went south in the middle of the decade when the two rappers got embroiled in an epic East Coast, West Coast rap rivalry. Mm. So, um, yeah, pretty fucked up. It was reported in the FBI files, which <laughs> you know I'm digging through, boy, um, <laughs> that many of the same people were present at both crime scenes, of course, because oh. they're kind of like i mean they have the east coast and the west coast but a lot of their labels and people that they know is very overlapping they right. were friends before you know so they know they have connects right um a lot of people suspect um orlando anderson obviously um for tupac's case because that was the guy that got in, he got in a fight with so that was kind of someone that was like on their radar also suge knight is potentially 
involved in both of the murders, but mainly Tupac's, and that they think he may have killed him because Tupac was thinking of leaving Death Row. He's the CEO of Death Row, and I think a co-founder. Um, but that just doesn't make sense to me. Like, you would rather kill him because he's going to leave the label then. But I think he did leave, like, some of his, like, money and, like, obviously royalties mm-hmm. to to Suge Knight because he was on his label. So, I don't know. That's one theory. Mm-hmm. Um, with Biggie's case, a lot of people think that Puff Daddy killed Biggie. That was kind of, like, his label mate. Kind of like what Suge Knight was to Tupac was what Puff Daddy was to Biggie. Okay. Um, from an Insider article, it says the theory is that after seeing how well Tupac's um, posthumous album did for Death Row Records, Puff Daddy wanted sales to skyrocket for Biggie's album, um, so he hired gang members to shoot Biggie. Diddy's former bodyguard believes the allegations. Oh. So people like people have claimed that like they think that's true and also biggie's mom has come on the record saying that she believes that puff daddy and suge knight are to blame for her son's murder and that bitch knows what's up like she she knows like i watched she was like in the documentary i watched and i was like this bitch knows like she's like on it she was like i know what my son was doing all these years like all this shit going on and she's like a real one wow crazy all right so the next thing this is kind of a weird one but there is slight evidence for it um the second theory (laughs) (laughs) i'm like going delusional again i know okay um domestic terrorist groups had a part to play in their murders so this one's kind of crazy because it's like actually like again in the fbi files it's noted um in tupac tupac's file it says jdl and other yet unidentified have been extorting money from various rap stars via death threats So the JDL is the Jewish Defense League, which is a radical right-wing Zionist organization recognized as an extremist group and domestic terrorist group by the FBI and other institutions. Hmm. So apparently, I think JDL and, like they said, other just, like, extremist groups had been threatening a bunch of big rap artists at that time. Probably, one, because of their political power and, like, how outspoken they were. And because they had a lot of money, they were wanting to get money from them and kind of take them down Mm -hmm. through death threats and all that. So that was actually going on, and so people think that that could have been, like, a theory that, like, they, you know, planned something mm-hmm. to, like, take them down or, like, paid gang members, you know, to right. shoot at them and stuff. Damn. So they might have a part to play. Um, another one, this is our second to last one, um, the FBI. This one, obviously, is the one that I'm, I'm believing in. I a was going to say. So, before I, before I get into my take, um, the F, a lot of people think that the FBI had a part to play in order to silence Tupac and Biggie and end their influence. Like I said, two, both of Tupac's parents were members of the Black Panther Party, mm-hmm. so he was pretty woke, and he was saying a lot of outspoken stuff I with mean, his you music. just listen to their music and, like, the influence it just had on people. them being powerful, you know, people of color yeah. is, like, enough for, the, you know officials to be like oh, we need to get we need we to need sort to this out down. no literally they just had yeah. too much power so it's a huge theory um is that the fbi had Biggie and tupac and the violent rap culture and suppress powerful black voices and popular culture by hiring people to take them down whatever ways it means there's actually a book called fbi war on tupac shakur the state repression of black leaders from the civil rights era to the 1990s by john potash i haven't i haven't read it but i found it online and it kind of like goes through it says it goes through like hundreds of interviews all the cia cia and fbi documents that are released on the cases because a lot of their documents aren't released um goes through a bunch of those bunch of interviews and kind of like goes through like 
the lineage and like the history of like how government groups have taken down powerful you know goes back to like malcolm x mlk like they Mm -hmm. he kind of goes through all of it so people think a lot of people think when i talk about the cia and i talk about the fbi's being like skeevy groups people are like you know they're like that's such a conspiracy theorist thing to say but i will stand by that because that shit i agree the kind of information they've got and and how little they're doing about it like how can you not I don't know. It just seems weird that they, they're withholding it. They've got whole files yeah. on Biggie and Tupac, and we're only getting like a tiny little bit of it. It's, it's like, like why come would on, you withhold it? Exactly. That's the thing. What do you have to hide? Exactly. It's like the opposite of the DIA thing. It's like theirs is all out on display, but I'm like, why True. are you holding all these files? And they're like, there's no answers. If like you, you <laughs> have the answers. Like you were on the case. Yeah, exactly. Out of anyone. Mm-hmm. You are the central intelligence. You're like, the one on. with the most like jurisdiction over this whole investigation. Federal Bureau of Investigation. <laughs> You're not investigating. <laughs> so yeah, there's like books out there about this theory. Like lots of people obviously read it. There's podcasts that I found like crazy shit. Um, so yeah, that sounds like something that I would believe most of all. I would agree with you on that. Yeah, that one to me skeevy. sounds the most yeah it is i think but i think it could be a culmination of all three of those you know like maybe the cia knew you know they know this rap battle is going on maybe they paid gang members maybe these extremist groups paid these gang members like like there's Mm. so many things i'm like all of these could be true honestly like these uh, different than the dia one it's like a little bit of all of these could be true yeah it seems like a complex issue yeah yeah all right, now to finish off with the last one, which is probably the most famous and also the most illogical, but people love the shit out of these theories, is that Tupac and even Biggie are still alive and living in some place like <laughs> Cuba or Mexico or somewhere <laughs> tropical and nice and warm. When I tell you that I believed for maybe two <laughs> years as a young child that Michael Jackson was alive and living on an island in the Caribbean, I was <gasps> convinced. Oh, it's so I was like, I watched this like horrible documentary. <laughs> this is like probably the first conspiracy theory I was ever introduced to. And I was like, my impressionable little mind was like, oh my oh God, my God Michael. <laughs> he's on an island like, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> sipping on a little like margarita or something. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, people love it. I'll get into like some other theories about like this celebrity didn't die or like weird death theories because people love those with celebrities. They do. But I will say like some of it makes sense because a lot of them I think are cover ups from yeah. you know cia or like from political officials yeah and so it, there's like a lot of mystery and like why is this unsolved they're like right. why does it seem sketchy and then people lead to like maybe they're alive it's yeah like, i think it's no. partly a, they're like in denial they're like they don't want their favorite yeah. celebrity be, to be dead too definitely that and yeah. also just like so much mystery around it but it's like well maybe like the cia is just like the, the maybe the fbi is keeping stuff from you so many pe- people think that tupac fled to cuba to hide out with his aunt and people have like shared on the internet of course like sightings of both tupac and biggie the only kind of evidence i found for this um i read it was kind of a sketchy site it was like capital extra or like some weird mm. like rap music site and it you know it seemed a little diy but anyways um i read this on the internet so of course don't take it for 100 percent truth um, but I read that Suge Knight paid, like, three mil for Tupac to be cremated. But the guy that apparently was going to carry – that carried out the process disappeared randomly. And, like, Tupac's social security number, like, wasn't even registered on the death index and stuff. And it was just, like, a whole fucked process. Like, huh. he paid three mil to this whack-ass guy, and then he just, like, disappears and, like, fucks it up. Yeah. It's like, huh? Huh. But that's the weird thing, too, is that Suge Knight was kind of – like, all of the affairs from, like um, – 
Tupac's death was like that he was in charge of it. Mm. Like I think he was kind of like his family didn't have like much of a say. Yeah, we gotta find a Tupac documentary to watch. I'm yeah, we should. Like I need to know because Biggie, that seems a little bit more straightforward to me. But there seems like a lot more mystery to Tupac's death. Anyways, but some other weird celebrity deaths. If we want to go into that, um, Elvis. People True. think that he's still alive, out and about. I mean, not now. Like, come on, he'd be dead Guys, as dirt, bro. This How man fucking was old would born he be? In, like the twenties. <laughs> I know, or the but 30s. you know, even like after his death, people were like he's still alive because people didn't want to think that he exactly. was dead. So they they like have they're really grasping at straws. But there's like you know they see him that he was like spotted and whatever, whatever, and that like apparently he had like mafia ties and like so he could still be alive and blah 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 blah. And it's like. Guys, come on. Would the mafia really want to be saving Elvis? <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm just saying. <laughs> that guy? They'd be wanting to know. save Frank Sinatra. That's what yes. I should be wondering about. But he had mob connections. He did have mob connections. <sighs> That's another bag of worms. <laughs> <laughs> That's another jar of worms. That's another bag of worms right there. Um, Jim Morrison. Mm-hmm. Many think that the CIA had to do with Morrison's death because similarly to Tupac and Biggie, the doors kind of pushed that counterculture at right. the time in the 60s and the government didn't like that. And also, I think Jim Morrison had, I think his dad had like some government connects. And so that was kind of like a ooh, sicky situation too. And a lot of people think like, what was going on there? A little mm, suspicious. Yeah, maybe dad had something snitched. to do. Because they didn't have a good relationship, I don't oh, think either. That'd be interesting to get into. Yeah, mm. uh, ask my fucking dad about that. Um, Paul McCartney, this is a huge one. He's alive. No, the Paul is dead theory. They think it's the opposite, that he actually died at, like, the height, like, 1966, like, height of Beatles craze, and that they wanted to keep it going, so they just, like, replaced him with a lookalike. Okay, that's ridiculous. And I think the, the thing where this comes from is that, like, obviously video quality in the early 60s is far worse yeah. than even, like, mid-70s. So well, people exactly. are like, he looks different. And it's like, you dumb fuck, it's called innovations in technology bro and just aging yeah and also literally. but I, people think that he was like replaced i've heard that about avril lavigne oh my god yes that's the next yeah. one i was gonna say <laughs> that she was like replacing there's like avril lavigne clones oh that's so funny like bro what <laughs> but like i don't that one i just don't understand at all like who like just because no. she because she ages like what i don't know i don't let get it. women age Facts. and and paul, paul mccartney, McCartney. <laughs> Well, he's aged already. Let women and Paul McCartney <laughs> age. He's aged. No, this is kind of fucked up, but, like, I'm waiting for Yoko Ono to die. How old is she? Like, fucking 90? Yeah. Because apparently, Paul McCartney said he's going to release all the tea about him and John Lennon when when she <gasps> dies. No way. Yeah. He it's kind of fucked up, but, like, that is fucked up. Sam and I are, like, wait, counting down the days till she dies. We're like, what is she? If she's fucking, hey, like, 90 Yoko. now? Come on. <laughs> it's your time to go. Like, go with John, whatever you whatever you need, and you're, like, I, I think they probably believe in, like, some hippy-dippy stuff. I don't think they believe go in, with, like. Go with, go, go with, go with the wind <laughs> and John. <laughs> go. And-, <laughs> and next one, this one's I think this one was purely my dad because I haven't found a lot of evidence on this, but he heard it on a podcast, <laughs> this weird ass podcast, and they sent it to me, and I was like, "Dad, I'm not fucking listening to this." But Kurt Cobain, we've talked about this before about like, mm. um, the whole thing. You know, there's a whole theory about like that Courtney Love like killed him or blah blah blah, blah whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. Um, but another theory is that um, him and Kristen Pfaff, who died 
really close to him. She was the bassist, I think, for Hole. Mm-hmm. She died, like, maybe a couple months after him. They, I think they, it was rumored that they had dated before, like, mm-hmm. had some kind of relationship. And the theory is that they both faked their deaths and they, like, ran off together. Oh, God. Yeah. And I looked at my dad dead in the eyes and I said, bullshit, bro. God. Okay. And this is the last one that I'll talk about that I found probably the most interesting just because I think it's the most believable of the theories. Um, this one's not, like, a fake death theory, but it's reported that Marilyn Monroe, she died of a barbiturate overdose, so, you know, taking pills, and, but she has had known affairs with both John and Robert F. Kennedy, mm-hmm. um, and people think this. that she was murdered to keep quiet. Yeah. Um, and the CIA still has files on her, too, that a lot of them are not open to the public. <gasps> that actually really interests me. Yeah. That one, I'm like, fuck yeah, I believe that Same. for sure, especially because she, again, was pushing the, the counterculture of being, like, a promiscuous, mm-hmm. r- extremely feminine, like, mm-hmm. she was, like, n- no one wanted to see, she was very taboo for that time yeah. of, like, being very open with her sexuality and all this stuff and, like, uh, having affairs with, with political figures. Yeah. yeah. So. Happy birthday, yes! Mr. President. <laughs> Thank you for that beautiful rendition. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, we're getting delusional, but I hope you guys like those conspiracy theories. Yes. Let us know your favorites. Yes. If you see <gasps> us in person, if you want to hit us up, we don't have a fucking Marie kill, but next time we will, we definitely yes. will. And we'll have some more fun stuff to talk about and venture yeah. into. Next time we'll be a little bit more lighthearted. Again, yeah. we're going the lighthearted route, so. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hope you've enjoyed, learned a little something, learned to fact check and read a lot fact of sources. Fact check, guys. Yeah. If there's Don't one make thing bold I can claims. tell you. Yes. If there's one thing I can tell you as a journalism major. Oh, uh, we're both journalism major. Fact check your shit. Fact check. And if you Do can't fact research. check, you'll get a fact checker to fact check. Eh? Am I right? Yeah, hit us up if you need to have No, actually checker. don't. I'm too busy. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to help you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do your own shit. Do your own research, okay? Jesus. Thanks, guys. Bye. We'll see you next week. See you next week.